Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm really excited to introduce my guest, Miranda Palmer, coming to you. Uh, Miranda is um, one of the uh, co-founders, along with Kelly Higdon, of Zinnime.com. That's the home of Business School Boot Camp. And um, one of the longest standing, if not the longest standing, training for therapists, program, training program for therapists, um, I remember sitting in my first San Francisco apartment years ago and watching something called a webinar. I didn't even know what a webinar was, but you guys were doing a live webinar and giving out freebies. And I was like, what is this world? And I had wanted to start a practice back then. And that was like nine years ago. Yeah. And Ooh. now here we are. <laughs> right? It's been discuss. a minute. It's funny. We we sometimes will find recordings from like any meeting, I think was one of our first webinar yeah um, things we use snag it or some kind of weird thing for one of our first courses like it's so funny to look at how many iterations we've gone through in this business together and we've been in business together for like 11 years and then Amazing. i was doing communities and coaching before that <laughs> so i've been doing that since like wow. 2007 so it's been a minute I would love for you to expand on that a little bit, you know, just in terms of kind of who you are and how you got here. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's interesting. You and Kelly have been, you know, uh, running Zenemy for so long that um, people don't always get to hear kind of at least part of your origin story. And then uh, what we're going to talk about today, at least the focus is going to be mainly about burnout, yeah. which um, uh, is on the minds and hearts of a lot of therapists right now, perhaps more than ever. So we're going to yeah. be talking about burnout, um, why it happens, what we can do about it. Uh, maybe some small tweaks that listeners can make to their life and practice right now, kind of some low hanging fruit would be interesting to talk about. And um, yeah, and then maybe in the bigger conversation of how to not end up in that place of burnout again, or at least not end up in severe yes. burnout to the point where you throw in the towel. Um, yeah. But yeah, that being said, how, how how did you get here? And what should people know about you? Yeah, so um, I uh, blame it or um, <laughs> or give all the credit to failing a licensing exam. Uh, I failed a licensing exam, my second one by one point. It was when the in California they had moved from oral exams to the clinical vignette, and I it was just this really horrible experience, really embarrassing. I could see you want to say something, John. Anyone wanting to know what the answer to every clinical vignette is, it's CBT. <laughs> or we CBT and all of the things. B. B. Answer, choice B. Anyway. B, none of the above. Wait, what? <laughs> A, Burn all of the above. until the huh? problem goes away. <laughs> um, so it was just a really... A difficult time for me. I was actually heading to a family event where everybody knew I was taking an exam and they were just like, Hey, so did you pass the exam? I'm like, Nope, I failed. And they're like, you're joking. I was like, no, I'm not. It was just really demoralizing. And at that point I was, you know, working, doing clinical work. And then I was also teaching at uh, a university, a private university. And I was teaching the people in there how to use online groups for study groups. Um, and that was Yahoo groups back in the day. I was teaching technology wow. and human services. And I had this great idea. What if there were other people like me who were trying to figure out how to study for these exams? Because yeah. I didn't know anybody in the exam process. And the people that I knew had gotten through it were like, I don't know. I was like, I don't even know like what study materials are like. I don't know. Like no one could help. And I was like, so I was avoiding grading papers 
So I went and found in like a weekend, like 30 people that had posted in all these random places on Craigslist and on listservs. And we all started coming together to have these conversations and talk about what was and wasn't working in the study thing. And I met a bunch of people who had all failed the same weekend that I did by one or two points. I like sent in the materials saying, I think there's something wrong with the exam. There's like typos, like the questions really didn't make sense. Like it was like really, really didn't make sense. A few of them. And they're like, Nope, everything's pre-tested on the exams. Not a thing. I said, okay. So then three months later, somebody in the group said, Hey, is this a joke? I just got a letter in the mail saying that there was a problem with the exam and that I actually passed. And it's like that's, a relationship when it's like, it's not you, it's me. In this case, they're like, it's not us. It's, it's you. <laughs> yeah. So after, and I, I was one of the people that, you know, had failed by one point, yeah. there was two of the questions that I had failed were thrown out. And so I went through the licensing process, but at this point I was like, community is everything. Like, this is what it's all about. And I was just so committed to this being a thing. And at this point it was very weird and out of the norm for therapists. There was no Facebook groups. Yeah, I think there was barely Facebook, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't a thing um, at that point. Actually, yeah, 2005, like was there Facebook? It was sort of just coming online yeah, a little bit. It was more MySpace time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but over time, I, you know, it grew to hundreds and thousands of people. And then after a certain amount of time, especially after I, after I had my son, I realized I had to create some boundaries around it. Um, and as people were seeing that I was starting, I've never heard of that word. What is, (laughs) we're going to talk about that with burnout. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that's the thing too. I mean, that this does kind of talk a little bit about the burnout piece of it is that, you know, I started this group because of a need that I had and then it blossomed into something where it's really helping other people. And for a long time, it felt really good to spend wow. 10 to 20 hours a week, every week, just doing this thing out of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. And then when my life circumstance changed and now I had a son, now I wasn't, I didn't have a full-time job. I needed to also start a private practice. You know, my spouse yeah. was out of work, <laughs> you know, all of these other things started to change. I had to readjust my boundaries to yeah. what I was doing with this piece and I had to like move and decide do I not do this anymore or do I create some kind of a business that supports what I'm doing and that mm. was and at that time too again the the, the idea of a therapist being entrepreneurial of yeah. them wanting to create something that was kind of outside of the box or even doing coaching yeah. was just really um triggering to people and it was really yeah. frustrating still, still is for some apparently it is, but I think I think yeah. less so. I, yeah. I which I I appreciate. Um, it's almost like there's. I see it on both sides of it. Of sometimes people are like, "Oh no, just start doing coaching. That'll fix all the That'll problems." That'll fix it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> no. If you don't see yeah. what the systemic issue is, just adding on a stream of income isn't going to change change anything. So. Kelly and I met through that experience. Uh, She actually hired me to help her in her private practice. And she was by far my like favorite client. Usually I would talk with someone and I would say, okay, here's like three things. Let's meet in a month. If you run out of the, you know, if you finish all the things, 
contact me and I'll give you more things. Yeah. And then I would meet with them in a month and they would have done half a thing, maybe. <laughs> and then we would talk about what had kept them from doing the thing. Three days later, she'd be like, okay, I did that. What's next? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. And then as we were talking, she's like, why, why is it that to get this information, I need to go and do one-to-one -one coaching? Like, why isn't this just, you know, in a course and something where it's like plug and play, do the process. And I was like, well, honestly, it's a lot. Um, and the idea, she's like, have you thought about doing it? And I was like, absolutely. But I, I know where my strengths lie. I know the information. I'm great at, great at content creation. But the idea of trying to organize it and like even like decide what stays and what goes, like what's necessary and what's not, that is not my strength. And she's like, I'm great at organizing. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> and she oh, laughed. It's like a moment out of a movie where you do, do a double high five and then it cuts to like mm -hmm. a clip of you all working furiously and building no. the thing. And like, you but know, that's not even, you know, what happened was she thought I was joking. Oh, okay. And then kind yeah, of blew it off. And then cinematic. I had to say it again. And then I was like, I'm really, this is not something I've ever talked about with anybody and not with a client. And, you know, business coaching, obviously different than clinical coaching or clinical um, clients. I said, no, like, if you want to talk about it, like, I'd like to talk about it. And then we got into this fury. Kelly landed herself in the hospital. <laughs> she was pregnant um, and working for the county. And I remember having a conversation with her saying like, hey, like, I know we're trying to like do all this before this conference. I was speaking at a camp conference. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this will be the perfect place to launch this course. I have, you know, I don't know at that point, hundreds or thousands of people on my email newsletter. Like, this will mm -hmm. be easy because I knew it was so necessary. And I knew these were things that, that clients were talking about. And then we rushed and we stressed ourselves out and we didn't sleep at night to like go into the launch mode. And then we got there and mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we know how to sell therapy, but we don't know how to sell courses to therapists. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was a whole process from there. But yeah, wow. that's the origin story. I haven't really heard that story. You know, it's it's interesting. A few things stand out. Um one is again, I, I do um I do like the idea of this kind of movie moment of, you know, <laughs> lightning bulbs going off and then you do the thing, but in reality it's doesn't happen quite like that. Um a lot of us start businesses that are highly influenced by life circumstances. And this might bridge into this conversation about burnout too. You know, I, I just got off the phone with someone recently and I said, well, tell me about your business. You know, how did it start? How'd you get here? And she said, well, I started it in a crisis. I was working at an agency, but we needed more money because my husband got sick and we needed thousands more dollars of uh, a month, all of a sudden in health insurance. Mm -hmm. Seven years later, this therapist is actually not in a crisis whatsoever. They've quit, the, they've quit that job. It's a larger group practice, right? Things are going quite well. It's quite profitable. But that starting point, right, of starting their business in a crisis was not irrelevant to how they kind of operated and felt emotionally now of mm -hmm. I need to do all this stuff. I need to make this amount of money. I can't take time off or it'll all fall apart, right, or whatever it is. Or what if my husband gets sick again, which I said, well, is that happening right now? No, it's not. But, you know, she was continuing to operate in yeah. 
like like an emergency right because yeah. that was the starting point and that's the pressure and let's face it some of us operate better under that pressure right like <laughs> gun to the head so i i get that i'm one of those people but um she has never given herself permission to mm. kind of not be in crisis right with her business yeah in this constant feeling of i have to keep xyz i have to keep growing making more money working more yeah. this and that or else it'll all fall apart right so I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Or again, just on like the story of our business in general and some of the shoulds, right? What a therapist tell themselves they, they should do or how much money they should make. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we did a, a training on burnout in December. We're going to be doing it again um, next month. And I think this is a, a way that I like to talk about burnout with therapists, because I think we sort of know this and then suddenly we can see it. So if we take burnout, out for a second, or we take out the like process or the emotional things that we're dealing with in terms of our business. And we just looked at the fight or flight response, right? Which is the, you know, when our amygdala is, is activated, we're either going to be running away from, you know, the bear, we're going to fight the bear, we're going to freeze and hope that the bear, <laughs> you know, goes away. Yeah. Or we're going to fawn and we're going to make nice to the bear, right? I just realized I've been treating my tax accountant like the bear. On the news. <laughs> I I issues there to talk to you about offline. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it. It'll be good. And when you look at like what you just described is that she's been in this like run mode. Yeah. Run as fast as I can, right? Do as much as I can do all the things and I can't rest. And like, so I'm else, activated yeah. all the time. And if you look at like what's happening physiolo physiologically, right? There's a good chance that this client also has some high blood pressure issues. Their cholesterol's activated, right? They're having difficulty with their vision. Now, I don't know this person. I can't confirm or verify any of that. But if you were to ask her next I'll time you meet it for with you. her, yeah. <laughs> let's just say yes let's check all those boxes <laughs> for reals yeah pretty much <laughs> okay so this is this is what i'm talking about like i've never i'm just hearing the story and i can i can make this now why can i do this partially because i understand how the human body works right and if we start to use that wonderful filter or that framework of the flight or flight that we talk with our clients about all the time we can get insight into why we're doing what we're doing and then we can also learn what's needed to kind of settle us yeah right so if this person is running right and they're and of course that's gonna like we're not meant to like run forever like we're not meant to just go 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 like we're meant to run for a little bit and then find a safe place and then sit and be and get some water and get some food and settle and create a plan for the future to avoid that bear or whatever the scenario is and like who be settled we're not meant to be in that space all the time and so what happens is for a lot of therapists right now they're in this run mode and then they're listening to a lot of content because i just need more information so i'm yeah. going to start a podcast i'm going to start a vlogging channel i'm going to do this multiple stream of income you know I, yeah. that's what i need i'm going to hire more people if i just hire more people and they haven't, like, this is not, the fight space is not the best place to do math. It's not the best place to create a business plan. 
it's not the best place to figure out like what is your profit margin really looking like for each of these clients. Yeah, you're you're nowhere near your frontal lobe. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. And and again, going back to that like vision changing, when we are stressed out, our vi- and because we're in that in that run mode, our vision changes so that we can see ahead of us farther, so we can pick out a path to outrun someone, which does not help us when we're staring at the computer. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then everyone's stressed out and they're like, did you, did you get the blue glasses? Is that yeah. going to help me? I'm, I'm zoomed out. I have zoom fatigue. Do you have well, zoom yeah. fatigue? Or and my accountant keeps emailing me asking for some form that I didn't know I'm supposed to have, which is my, <laughs> again, my bear. Right. You're um, like, what's happening with this? I was supposed to fill yeah. out this thing for the 1099 yeah. things for the people back in January 31st. So everyone could get their 1099 stuff. Yeah. Like, ah! I remember the first year that I didn't know about that. Right. So when I understand that, then I start to look at, okay, how can I take weight off this person and how can I create safety and start to settle the nervous system? Right. And make it okay for this person to be in calmness and to create processes in the business that are all about what is it like to not be in an activated trauma state? And that can be really scary for people. Right. Because this is the norm. This is the only way that I stay safe. This is the only way I protect my family. This is the only way I'm financially viable. This is the only way that people like me, whatever the scenario is. Right. So it's just it's a lot. But I think understanding it through that lens, we could also look at the fawning. Right. Like how does the fawning show up in people's business? You know, that we go from an agency Um, an agency place where we were just saying yes, yes, yes to everybody. And we're feeling super overwhelmed. We end up with this crazy caseload. And then finally we're like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So I'm going to go out on business on my own. And then I replicate that. And I say yes to insurance contracts that are not good for me. I say yes to people scheduling it every time, day or night, every day of the week. Um, I say yes to too many clients. Um, I don't set boundaries with employees. Um, you know, again, I, I make nice with all of the people. And so now I've replicated this pattern that really comes from a place of like fear and, and, and lack of safety. And again, until I go to the core of this lack of safety and make it okay for me to say no to people. And I start to retrain my brain to say, you know what, it's, it's actually not dangerous for me to say no. Yeah. Maybe when I work for that agency, if I said no, I could get fired or going to, you know, do something terrible. But now I'm creating my dynamic. It's sort of like, you know, you know, healing those transgenerational traumas, right? Yeah. Like, here's what I learned in my household. And if we don't ever stop and pause, we can easily replicate those patterns from our family of origin that made sense in that dynamic. They're not things we want to bring forward. They're not things that work in the here and now. If I can like really settle my body and start to go like, well, what's really is going to work? Like what's a system that I really want to not just live in, but I want to teach to other therapists that I want to teach to my employees that what's a system that I want to model for my clients even, because you may think that your business practices Um, your financial stresses, your scheduling, you know, BS isn't impacting your clinical care. It absolutely is. And that's not a judgment. That's not something to be feel ashamed about. 
it's something to be aware of that like, hey, all of these stories that you tell yourself that if I make a change or I say no or I shift the system, but that's going to break my client, that's not what's going to break yeah. you being broken down and burn out. That's what's going to really be the barrier to your client getting quality care. Yeah, I had, I had a therapist um, I was working with recently and they needed to make some really big changes. And they basically came to me and said, um, I've, I'm burned out. I'm overwhelmed. Um, this is not worth it. I didn't sign up for this. And so I already know what I need to do. I need to I need to let go of half of my clients or more. I need to raise my fee for existing clients. Yeah. I need to get off that insurance panel. Um, I need to let an employee go. It's like, yeah. okay, well, you've already told me that all these things that you need to do. So why haven't you done them yet? And they said, um, uh, because I need you to help me figure out how I can do it without disappointing people. Mm. <laughs> right. And of course, my response was, you are 100% going to disappoint a bunch of people because yeah. you matter to them. So let's yeah. actually, let's just work on embracing that that's going to be there. Yeah. And you know that you're going to feel it when you tell that client, I'm shifting out of my clinical work. And they go, yeah. oh, but this and that, and I could pay you more. Or what about this? Or just mm -hmm. maybe once a month, we can meet once a month. And you're going to go, mm -hmm. yeah, I know this, this really matters. And this work really matters to me. But, you know, I can no longer see you or whatever it is. And just yeah. knowing that, that that feeling is going to be there, that disappointment, yeah. you're going to have a stomach ache because yeah. of it. And then on the other side of that is going to be tremendous relief and you taking care of yourself or you being in yeah. this industry for the long haul and not yes. just trying to get through the next three months or getting through, you know, yeah. the end of COVID, quote unquote, or whatever. A lot of people are kind of holding out for of if I could just make it to them, then things will get better. Or if I can yeah. make it to the spring, you know, I can breathe mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And so it's like, you, you know, it's, it's usually not as bad as you think in terms of that disappointment yeah. and letting people down and again. You're, it, you're letting them down because you uh, you matter to them, right? And you're yeah. doing great work, and you're important to people. Yeah. Um, but but uh, there's other people that need you <laughs> to be more well, or need you around for the long haul. And so, embracing well, I, some of that. Yeah, I think also like what's the alternative? You ignore all of those warning signs until you literally close the doors completely. Yeah, and therapists that. are experts at that, and you know, neglecting our own needs and putting your head yeah. down and doing sixty hours at an agency and twenty clients of private practice. You know, I met yeah. someone recently that was seeing forty-one clients a week in private practice. It's just absolute yeah. insanity to me um, how you could be a human after even thirty people a week, whatever it is. I, I, mean, I had a client a week, that would incredible. see like over forty while running a group practice. Love it had a podcast, was doing training. Recording the podcast while in session. Like, hold yeah. on a second, plan. Like, welcome back to the, the neuroscience, you know. Like all of the things. And I and when I said, hey, I'm concerned, they said, what do you mean? This is normal. I don't know what you, like they were, it took a long time yeah. of me saying, no, there's something else going on here. Yeah. Like I hear you and yes, but also, yeah. and it's, it's, and they still do a lot. They're still a, a, a hyper performer, Yeah. but it's not in this way that would lead them every so often. So every so many weeks or every so many months to this place of burnout or depression or yeah. physical collapse, Yeah. you know? And I think that's the thing too, is that you know, therapists right now in particular, we could say, like, we know how many therapists are saying, hey, it's burnout. But there's a whole nother 
portion of the, of the therapists who are saying, Hey, I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. There's another portion that are saying, Hey, my anxiety's through the roof. There's yeah. another portion that's saying, Hey, I'm having this autoimmune condition and like my body's shutting down. They can't figure out exactly yeah, doctors what's can't going figure on. It out. Yeah. I literally heard but, that last week, but like, here's yeah. the piece, right? Yeah. All of these different things. When you look at all of like the difference between depression, anxiety, these like physiological things that we can't figure out what it is, you know, all these different things. And we compare that to burnout. What is the difference? Yeah. It's just the ideology. It's just, yeah. where did it come from? Were, were you like happy and balanced and everything in life and, and business? Yeah. And then suddenly you just woke up and like your body was, was, you know, telling you something was wrong. Probably yeah. not. And I think very often we as therapists, we take, we take responsibility in these weird sort of ways. Like we just take on this like guilt and shame that there's something wrong with us. I, I shared a quote. Oh, I don't know who made it. It was on Instagram. It was a meme saying the, the worst symptom of burnout is that the, the, the worst symptom of burnout is that you feel like you still haven't done enough. Yeah. Like you still haven't helped enough. It's sure. Like, ah, sure. Right. It's amazing. Right. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this one is, you know, I have, um, I have to feed myself mantras and, and affirmations every single day because my squirrely little brain will get carried away and <laughs> go back to believing that I'm not enough or not doing enough or not making yeah. enough. And so I literally have affirmations at the top of my, um, you know, main document every day that says, that says things that I think are cheesy or would be embarrassing yeah. if people found it lying on my desk of like, I'm doing enough to help enough people and I have all that I need. And yeah. I also have a short list of, when I am overworking, I am feeling these four things or some of these yeah. four things, right? Yeah. And these are deep psychological like therapy kind of issues that I have to work through in my life and my, my journey, right? With yeah. my therapist. Um, so I have to have that kind of like, you know, owner's manual, so to speak, of how to, to work with myself. Yeah. I think like, you know, I live in San Francisco as kind of Silicon Valley. And so there's, a, there's tech companies talk about like top down versus bottom up and like a top down might be like, I just need to raise my fees. I just need to see one less client. I just need to get off that insurance panel, which they all might be true and relevant. Mm -hmm. But for me, a kind of bottom up process is that more emotional part in mm -hmm. that part piece of worth of mm -hmm. why do I work overwork myself? Why do I keep going back to this? Why do I struggle mm -hmm. with moderation? Right. Mm -hmm. And I have to keep coming back to those questions because, um, yeah, that's kind of the engine, right? That's well, but, of it. well, and that, that's yeah. the thing that you replicate, right? Because yeah, I'll replicate you, it somewhere else. Yeah. Like you'll get your business. You get, you get the private practice, um, on track and then yeah. the private practice workshop will be out of balance or you'll add another stream of income yeah. Because it doesn't feel good to feel safe. It doesn't like right. it doesn't feel good. In which for um for um whoever my team members is watching this, if you could look up private practice on crack.com and see if it's available <laughs> the domain I wouldn't mind having for a future program. <laughs> okay, I did find the quote actually. Oh, good, I'll, good. I'll Go give for it, it to the and, Ellen and you, Okay, good. Go for it. The worst symptom of burnout is the guilt for feeling like you haven't done enough to deserve to be burned out. Yeah, it, there you go. T that's the piece, right? Of deserving that deeper worth piece yeah. of I don't deserve to rest. I don't deserve yeah. to take care of myself. Or if you're a group practice owner, you know, I'm afraid what my clinicians will think if they see that I'm 
working less or working four days a week or whatever. It's all these shoulds and heavy burdens that we carry that are all just big fat assumptions, right? Yeah, um, yeah it's really pervasive among therapists. Um, if you're here live with us on a YouTube, um, make sure to ask your questions in the chat. We already have one therapist saying no to burnout, which is a good <laughs> tagline. You can spread that word. Yes. Say no to burnout. Say no to drugs while you're at it. Say yes <laughs> to private practice on crack.com. Maybe, maybe say yes to drugs that help you with your burnout. That's well, fine. there you go. And you heard it here first. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> if you're in California, you can say yes to all sorts of things. Well, Oregon, um, right? They're decriminalizing Oregon, psilocybin. Colorado, We've got some or, good research happening with that. We I do. Yeah. I, went to I was raised I like in that. the 70s. Like it was very much like drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Just say no to drugs. And it, yeah. the research on some of the the psycho, psychedelics is blowing my mind. And I, oh, yeah. And I don't know what to do with it. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing as a side note, even as a parent, to like be like, Drugs are not something for you to have a, with a developing brain. <laughs> it's not something for you to do lightly. Like, I don't know what to say to my child because. Right. But our children yes. can also take seven, you know, antidepressants at once or whatever it is. Oh. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that snap to quick judgments about yeah. anything we take that affects the brain, which um, becomes political really fast. But point being, yeah, there's, there, there is more validation of that, that work coming out, especially in the West coast of, um, uh, yeah, psychedelics and yeah. treatment of all sorts of things. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so, going yeah, back go to, it. I know you'd asked that question about like, what can we do in yeah, terms that might be of, of burnout in particular? <laughs> so, going yeah. back to that, if we can identify this fight, flight, fawn, or freeze, right? And if you can start to see like that, like, hey, I'm freezing, I'm hiding from these, I'm I'm in this procrastination, you know, hey, I'm running. I'm doing these multiple streams of income while I'm avoiding my documentation. I'm yeah. I, all my, all my technology is broken. Everybody sucks. I'm spending all this time in Facebook groups, arguing with people. I'm arguing with everybody, you know, again, it can show up in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but the very first thing is to really start to settle down into your body and to find out what do you need to start to create safety? What does that look like? What's the antithesis? of this old response to for your amygdala response and how do we start to retrain and create a different outcome for that and it's probably not going to be that i'm going to be doing more running i'm not going to be adding on another stream of income to deal with my overwhelm right it's going to be how can i really simplify and create some safety um, in this dynamic if, if for the people pleasers right the fawning it's going to be hit like the, the runners need to slow down the fawners need to say no, right? The fighters need to say like, oh, what needs to happen for me to feel safe and find some ease, right? And the freezers need to start small of just taking little baby steps, right? But ultimately it has to start in your nervous system. We need to regulate the nervous system. We need to retrain it. And everybody's a little different in, in how they could do that, but yeah. we have to do that in the context of our business. Yeah, it's... It's fascinating, right? Because, um, again, if people don't des feel they deserve the change or the rest, mm -hmm. they're not going to do any of this. And mm -hmm. as a business coach, you can come in, you can diagnose the problem for this business mm -hmm. owner, you can have a great plan for what to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, but again, if they don't make that internal shift of, yeah. I deserve to slow down, I deserve rest, I deserve a healthy body, things like that, um, 
it, it can be hard for them to truly stick with it and internalize it, you know? Um, but I think that's yeah. the piece is like, how do you, how do you even make that like mental shift if you're in a panic? Yeah. Right. So like something has to, has to shift. And I think that's where we do have to find something to settle our nervous system so that we can yeah. bring in this new thought process. Right. So that could be yeah. doing some tapping yeah. Right. And settling and saying like, Hey, right. Even though I feel like I'm worthless. Yeah. I, drew, I truly and deeply love myself. Yeah. Right. Even though I feel like I'm, I'm not enough. I truly and deeply love myself. Right. Or I'm worthy, whatever the dynamic is. So I can go in a lot of the things that you're teaching to your clients about how to settle their nervous system and about how to shift their core beliefs. And there's lots of ways to do that. And each of you is probably training your clients how to do this. It's time for us to, to move back into how do we do it for ourselves. Some of you guys know how to do self-EMDR. Some of you guys are doing brain spotting. It's yeah. time to do some brain spotting on yourself. Some of you are saying, hey, clients, let's dig into the journaling and do that process. It's time for you to do that for yourself. And not think of it as something that you have to do for self-care, but realize that this is something you need for the care of your business. Yeah. Right. If you're waiting for your business to be okay enough for you to take care of you, it's never going to happen until you are taken care of. The business is always going to fill out of sorts. Yeah. It's just a reflection of you, right? A reflection yeah. of your, um, <laughs> yeah. What is boiling you? It's right. It's like, um, yeah, I guess everyone's main news source or content source is Instagram these days. I'm like, <laughs> I, as a new parent, I follow these parenting accounts, right? And one of the big, you know, surprises is, you know, when you become a parent, you realize all the gaps in your own self and yeah. parenting and how you're parented. And you have these opportunities, right, to kind of reparent yourself, which mm. um, is on one hand an incredible opportunity on the other hand absolutely terrifying right of like yeah, i agree i have to do what and book the daycare and heal all my own wounds and trauma it's like right. you know become my internalized parent what it's like i just want to watch netflix um but there's some of that too right of like your stuff keeps showing up in your business right i yeah. i I'll speak for myself, Justin, and I, I tend to create the same messes in my business and I tend to do the same bad habits when I'm feeling in a pinch or stressed financially or feeling like I'm not doing enough or or if I just don't know what to do. Um, I, I think an interesting thing about therapists who just plain overwork, it's also about, you know, I tell some therapists, you have to have something in your life that you can't wait to get off work and go do. Yeah. And before I became a parent, I, d I would say that I think this also has to go beyond parenting or spending time with your kid. Because yeah. I think a lot of people can make their kid their job of like, mm -hmm. and that can be a, that can become another performative thing, right? My yeah. business is performative. My kid is performative, right? Yeah. I was just talking to someone recently and their seven-year-old is doing, you know, trying out for all the travel soccer teams. And it's like, mm -hmm. why is a seven-year-old doing travel soccer where they have tryouts and team captains? It's like... <laughs> Just be seven, dude. Um, but that's America, baby. That's Silicon Valley for sure. The Palo Alto yeah. parents of the world. But, um, you know, there is that piece too. If I don't have things in my life that I can't wait to get off work and go do, mm -hmm. I'll find reasons to work more. I should work on this, the launch. I should make more, uh, more content, whatever it is. And 
to me, balance does have to be there, right? Or that, that yeah. clinician seeing 10 people a day um, can't possibly have balance when they go home for the day or have more to give to their partner, whomever. Um, well, yeah. And the, I think the amount of therapists that are hiding out from unfulfilling relationships from, oh, 100%. from a lack of connection from that yeah. um, in their business. Absolutely. I've worked with, like, I'm thinking of a therapist who realized, oh, I'm sabotaging my business because I know that when my business, it makes me self, like self-sufficient, I'm not going to stay in my marriage anymore. And that scares me. Yeah. And so I've been sabotaging myself and keeping myself small in an effort to make myself feel tied into something that doesn't work for me at all. Right? Yeah. Like there's story after story about that um, through our business yeah. school and through our, our clients. And it's, it's a painful thing. And yet when you can get honest about it and start to say, you know, I get to choose, I get to choose, I get to do this in yeah. my full awareness of doing that thing or not. And then yeah. you see them move to the other side and it's like, it's, it's a magical thing to see people. Like I'm thinking of someone, an art therapist um, that we've been working with for a little while. And last year, the way that she talked about herself, the way that she talked about her business mm -hmm. was so just, there's something wrong with me. I don't think I can do this. People don't really want what I have or they don't value it. And we're, I'm, I'm showing her data. People value this. You are valuable. You're amazing. Here it is. And now that she's been able to work through those worthiness issues to see that like, oh, I'm, I'm doing things that perpetuate my belief that nobody wants me yeah. by standing in the shadows. And now that I'm allowing myself to see, to be seen, now I have this full practice. I have yeah. a waiting list. And now I realize like, oh, the way that I, I can now like fully see myself accurately yeah. and it's completely changed her worldview. And it's not because, yeah. oh, I have a full practice and that made me happy. It was the deeper work that she had to do to allow herself to be seen and have these experiences and to change the way that she, that she um, saw herself in the therapy room yeah. that have made these huge shifts for her. And now, you know, so exciting, you know, January is her best month ever in private practice after Amazing. several years. Yeah. yeah. Therapists, we can convince ourselves that it's all sorts of other things. And they come yeah. to a business coach and they say, I think it's just my marketing or my website or my ads or my this and that. Right. Yeah. And if it has to kind of start from within and if yeah. uh, you don't have that belief in yourself and your value, then yeah. um, something just energetically in the world, which I'm uh, I've been known to say, I'm not that big on that sort of stuff, but I think it, it matters. And also just when you're talking to potential clients, if you're not pretty clear on, on your value, it's going to show yeah. and fall flat. Um, the other piece is um, there, there's probably um, a high correlation between burnout and people that lack a vision in terms of where they're heading with their business in their yeah. life. And most therapists, a lot of therapists are just operating very randomly and making decisions very randomly. And I asked them, well, where is this all heading? In other words, tell me about the vision for your business in your life. Mm -hmm. one, one question for that is, if you were successful, what would success look like? 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, it says it's as shallow as, I don't know, just like full and six figures. Why? <laughs> Why six figures? If it's a hundred grand, if it's 600 grand, why? I just want to hear intention behind that. And you figured out, mm-hmm. I want to make X amount of dollars a year working X amount of hours a, a, a week doing this kind of work with these clients, right? Mm-hmm. So that I can, so that it'll impact my life in this way or yeah. my family or whatever it is, my, my, my legacy. Um, and most therapists haven't done that vision work. So they don't no. really know where it's all heading. It's just more. I just want more. It's like, I think it was Henry Ford or someone. It's like someone asked him how much money is enough. And he said, just a little bit more. Well, and it's like, it's more and it's busier and it's, yeah. and it is more haphazard and it's often, yeah. you know, doing more for others because that's how we show value is the more people that we're, we're helping the better. And sometimes that can be great. And then sometimes it's, it's acting out and enacting and reenacting of, of a trauma, trauma pattern. Yeah. And, you know, when we take people through our business school, it's so interesting because people say, I don't need, again, the rest of it. I just need marketing. I just need to convince themselves of that that silver bullet and And you have it. And it's always this place of like, well, what are you marketing? What does that really look like? And I remember the first time we started bringing people through this process. And the very first module was really like a deep dive into self. And this therapist said, this is a business program or this is a therapist empowerment program that's like um hiding in a business program like almost like a little bit like you you tricked me and i like it thank you (laughs) like you told me that this is about business and i didn't realize that you know again business is the is the greatest self-development course you'll ever go to oh ever go through yeah it's ironic right in our um our fully booked program, which is kind of our flagship program has um, people are usually surprised to find out that the entire first module is about mindset um, and, and about vision. And they're like, what does this have to do with ads? <laughs> like, everything. like, dude, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm like, I know, but you need a solid foundation. Um, yeah. Again, otherwise you're just operating randomly and you're just going to end up somewhere random, right? If you just keep, you know, operating with no, no, um, no vision, no vision, uh, just, just, you know, kind of a future snapshot of your, of yourself and your business and your life. If you're heading there or, you know, I had, um, in fact, a therapist who is, who is that one seeing like 40 people a week, 40 clients a week said, uh, you know, I gave him homework. His homework was just to daydream, go do something mindless, mm. like running or jogging or fishing or whatever. And just let yourself daydream like a kid use, like a kid does when they, they don't find the adult reasons why they can't be a firefighter or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They just daydream about how awesome life could be. And I have my clients do that. And he mm-hmm. did that. And guess what? His current reality is not anywhere close to that yeah. daydream, yeah. you know, and it was about his, his partner and, um, uh, and exercise and going fishing and getting back into mm-hmm. creative stuff and work and being a therapist was certainly part of it, but it's yeah. a part of it, not yeah. 90% of that pie. Um, so that, that's a good place to start too, is just daydream. Or if you already daydream and you're burned out and you're sitting there at work or during a session thinking about something else or thinking about, Oh, if only start with that, if only, because there's something there and that's your unconscious, right? Um, like you're literally your dreams going, you know, here's what, here's what I really want or what I really want is something other than what I have. And I want to say like, if it's the, if only I had a course, Mm -hmm. um, about, that that brought a million dollars but like 
So that what? What would your life so, look yeah, like? Yeah, exactly. So not just the escapism of like, what if I won the lottery tomorrow? But like, what is like the life that you're really looking for? Because yeah. that can make a huge difference. We've got a question here from Alicia, Alicia yeah. or Alicia um, Freeman saying, um, uh, can you touch on burnout and autoimmune issues? Uh, and also, again, yeah, if you guys are here live and you want to ask questions, please ask them in the chat. We're going to start answering them one by one. So, um, yeah, thoughts, Miranda? I do. I have a lot of thoughts. So uh, first and foremost, you know, again, burnout in terms of the physiological impact, it doesn't look that different than depression or anxiety. Your, your body is in this, um, eventually in this like full shutdown mode. And that shows up in a lot of ways, which can also include autoimmune conditions. Often we think of like we don't really necessarily always know what's happening with autoimmune conditions. What we do know pretty like across the board is that most autoimmune conditions are absolutely exacerbated by stress and burnout is absolutely a condition of stress, right? We also know in terms of epigenetics, right? That we all have DNA propensities for certain things and certain ways that our body can work really well or not work really well. And that our, our experiences, including our stress or lack thereof, can turn genetic, genetic predispositions on or off, right? Yeah. So I have a genetic predisposition for thyroid, for thyroid issues. When I'm in times of stress, right? I have Hashimoto's, I have a, um, a autoimmune condition and it shows up and my body tanks if I'm not really focusing in on what's happening with my work-life balance, with my relational balances, with my ability to verbalize how I'm feeling, to set boundaries with other people. All of these different things will show up and I can feel it in what's happening with myself physiologically. And I can take medication, I can kind of go through that process, but the medication will have to go up over time if I'm not practicing meditation, settling my body, setting good boundaries, creating schedules that work for me and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, I would treat it kind of like any um, any kind of constraint or caveat I have in my life, I need to design my business and life around that. And the tremendous opportunity we have as private practitioners and not working full-time in an agency is that you can design your business around your life and not the other way around. That's the biggest kind of like aha moment for some therapists is if you can work yourself out of your shoulds, like I should work five days a week. Yeah. I stopped, you know, I started working four days a week in 20 14 or 15, whenever it was, and never look back, right? There's no reason why I should work that much unless I, I want to. Um, it's like questioning those assumptions and then looking at if what I'm capable of is X number of clients a week, for instance, because of my autoimmune issue, my childcare schedule, mm -hmm. my, my whatever, just how much energy I have for the work in this moment, then that's what you have to work with. And you should start engineering your numbers a little bit and especially your fees and your schedule yes. around those exact parameters and uh, another little hack is you know if you have a hard time enforcing it yourself sometimes a really good va or an admin or my you know we call them an integrator can help you enforce those things i'm i'm really bad at holding my boundaries but my practice manager right my assistant can do that if i show her what the guardrails are and i block mm -hmm. it off my calendar and say 
I'm working between 11 and five, you know, Monday through Thursday, which mm-hmm. is, which is, um, you know, what I, what I currently do. Um, she's better at enforcing that and telling people no, because she has no feelings about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, I've hired her to help run this business and help be that, that, that goalkeeper yeah. for my time and my well-being. And so she can do that and has no feelings at all when a client reaches out and says, oh, but what if, but this, but that, but, you know, I don't get off work till five and she can just state factually what I have to offer or not offer. And um, that helps for me knowing that I always will have, I have that people pleasing part in me that struggles to say no or disappoint people. But again, she has no problem doing that. I think that's great. Like, again, it's not just, like I love that too of creating um, the business plan where the client that you see the very first client of the week and the last client of the week get the same level of you. They get the same level of care um, no matter what is happening and then creating a team around you to support that. Yeah. You have to know what, what you want first though. You know, a lot of people, they say, oh, I'm just going to hire a VA and they'll tell me what to do or what, no, you know, what, what it should be. And it's that you're asking them to cast the vision for you. So it has yeah. to be the other way around. Um, same not for any business help that you hire. Yeah. yeah. Same thing going to a website designer and saying, yes. tell me, I don't know what kind of practice I want or what kind of client, you know, if you do that, you're going to end up with something really random and confused. Um, and it's probably not going to show up. Sorry, my son just got here. No worries. Um, it's probably it's not, not going plan. to be something that's findable on the internet yeah. because there's yeah. no marketing plan. There's no SEO market research regarding it. Yeah. And you're not going to feel good, even if you had a you know a full caseload. Yeah. If these are like, the, there is hard work out there. Like what we do is hard. It doesn't have to be painful. I love working with people with domestic violence. Some people really dislike working with clients that mm. have domestic violence. I love it. I get energized. Let's go. Yeah. Kelly, no. Now, Kelly wants to deal with people that are like going into like the spiritual depths, the nexus. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but probably not. Like, I don't yeah. think that I want to do that for six or 12 or 18 months. Yeah. I'm going to like along the way be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. when we're like living out our purpose, right? Like there's a reason you went into this work. There's a reason each one of us like, and it's going to change and it's going to change whether it's something external, like having a kid, which again was my case, you know, two years ago, or, you know, some things shift, you know, my, even my own clinical work, which I have a small caseload at at all times has shifted dramatically over the years from this very evidence-based CBT anxiety stuff to, um, kind of landing on really focusing on being a trauma therapist and doing EMDR and just doing quality over quantity in terms of trauma work with a few dedicated clients. And um, that changes and shifts and you just try to change and shift your brand and your messaging along with it, um, which we could do two hours on. But in this case, we have to wrap up because <laughs> yes. it's time to go and kids are getting off school and they're ready to <laughs> get ice cream or whatever. Um, gelato, vegan ice cream. Um yeah, so yeah, we've covered a lot of great ground. I guess, uh, Miranda, if you have a kind of a closing message. Oh, and before I do that, I should mention, um, uh, very relevant to this whole conversation, our uh, Business Made Human program is open. We've got literally just a couple slots in our groups, but it's a weekly mastermind. Really focus on all this stuff of helping you build a, a purpose-driven business, one that's uh, done intentionally and every decision has intention and vision and purpose behind it mm-hmm. um, that will also guess what 
help you reach your financial goals and make money doing what you love without killing yourself through it. Um, so that program is, uh, yeah, closing soon. It, it, it closes next Tuesday, the 15th. If you're interested, go to privatepracticeworkshop.com. Click on Business Made Human to um, uh, hop on a quick call with me. So um, that being said, Miranda, any final kind of closing words or something you hope therapists really remember from today or a word of encouragement or a virtual yeah. high five? And then, of course, how people can find out about you and Kelly and, and join yeah. your community. Therapists are needed now more than ever. Um, I know there's rumors going out with like good faith estimates. It's going to kill our profession. It's all BS. I've been around long enough to watch like they have every change that happens. They say it's going to kill our profession. And really what the numbers say is that there are actually too few therapists joining the profession um, compared to the amount of therapists that are leaving. You are valuable. You're more valuable than you think. You don't need to give up your your life, your joy, your creativity, the art um, and impact of psychotherapy for, you know, any kind of a position or any kind of a job that just makes you, you know, in the day feeling less than and like you can't take care of yourself, right? You don't need to go to any big tech companies. <laughs> it's unnecessary. You can do this on your own and it's going to be okay. And there's programs like Business Made Human there's things like what we do with the business school for therapists. Like we are all out there to help support you because we know you're needed. It's not, it, and, and we know that it makes a big difference and we want you to be able to do it without being burned out. Like you don't, you don't have to struggle the way that you're struggling. It's, it's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for your clients. It's not teaching your kid or, you know, family members or other people like what you really believe. Excellent. Oh, and zinnyme.com. That too. Z-Y-N-N-Y-M-E.com. <laughs> we have a full 90-minute training coming up about burnout, um, a 90-minute training on starting a counseling practice, one about getting off insurance panels, one about actually like making good money in group practice. So go to zinnyme.com, click on free, and you can check them all out. Great stuff. Miranda, thank you for being here. Really fun conversation. Um I'm also going to be on an episode of, of, of their show coming up soon. Um, and they can find that at zinnyme.com forward slash podcast. Just click on podcast and we'll be right there. Perfect. Thank you again, Miranda. It was, it was great to, to chat with you again. And um, there you have it folks. Um, zinnyme.com. We'll put that in the description as well. If you're interested in business made human, um, go to privatepracticeworkshop.com now to book a call and um, we will see you in the next one. Thanks again, Miranda. See you later. Cheers. Bye,